Welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Ed Piscor. I'm Jim Rugg. And I'm Tom Scholey. Today we're going to be talking about Amazing Spider-Man number 50, classic issue. But before we do that, uh, Jimmy and I may have already been to uh, CXE or we'll be going to CXE October 6th through 9th. Uh, that is Columbus, Ohio. We're going to be uh, selling comics, signing comics, and talking comics out there. Same thing with Baltimore Comic Con at the end of October, the 28th through the 30th. And uh, the Jacksonville Public Library is going to be hosting a zine festival uh, October 22nd that Jimmy is going to be a part of down there in Jacksonville, Florida. Kayfabe Tour is upon us. These are your prompts to uh, inspire you to draw some stuff. Hashtag us in your posts uh, on Instagram. We'll be able to see your stuff. And if you at us on Twitter, we'll see your work. Uh, people are talking about there needs to be a wild card, but we don't play that game here, man. <laughs> These are the prompts. you got to stretch your imagination for sure. Let's jump into the video, fellas. Uh, Tom, when you proposed this one, you said, well, tell the people what you said. It's Marvel's Dark Knight Returns. All right, man. With that thesis in mind. Got a compliment. That cover is just spectacular. Amazing cover. Amazing color. Red on red. Yeah, it's beautiful and I don't know if Spider-Man ever looked better yeah. than that Spider-Man. It's cool. Ramita Sr. is such an interesting artist because he defines so much of what uh, my childhood memory yeah. Yeah. of all these characters are. And so to get like a book drawn by him, it, it, it does feel like the real version of these characters yeah. sure. in a, this, in this a is, weird way. This is the center. This is like the center of the Marvel aesthetic. This is Stuff your, came before, but this is where it got polished to what we know yes. it to be. This is your this is your poster. This is your under ruse. This is your pajama shirt that you had as a little kid. At the end of the cartoons, when they would show a Spider-Man, like this is the Spider-Man, uh, there is a large segment of the the viewership who are like Ditko, like yeah, who, sure. who were there, mm -hmm. you know, for three years yeah. of Ditko. And when this comes along, they're like, okay, I'm gonna pump the brakes now. But for another segment of that audience who was uh, from around that same period, they were on board with this till that death of Gwen Stacy. And that's mm -hmm. all uh, John Romita. Is this the Tash and Collection that, that came out recently? I haven't no, seen this. Is, this is Folio Edition. Okay. I, haven't, I haven't seen the Tash and one. Boy, this is a nice. I like this collection a lot with the blue uh, edges of the pages and stuff. Very nice looking book. Color blocking. Now, now with this story, you get the sort of action out of the way early. You, you do. Know, it's like James Bond or something. One of the things that's noteworthy about the story for me is that uh, a lot of time transpires mm -hmm. in this issue. There's there's a arc of time that could be. It could be maybe a year's worth of time. A, a lot of things ha happen here, and uh, you just don't see that. Like it's a very smoothly paced comic, typically. Like yeah. the way Stanley writes, it's it's you know moment to moment rather than like month to month even or mm -hmm. something like this. Another uh, piece that comes to mind is that it's when you read it, it's such a good uh, idea. And it feels crazy that it took 50 issues to get here. Yeah. With all of the chest pumping that J. Jonah Jameson does about the Spider-Man character. This feels logical. This feels like mm -hmm. uh, a place to take and, the series. Uh, the fact that like they do it all in one issue, too. Like, Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. For sure, man. Whenever I see this page, I see the menace that, that Jameson talks about. He assaults a lady. Spider-Man assaults a lady a couple pages later when he hits her with the fucking web shooter in the face. He's pretty scary looking. We know Spider-Man for, you know, 60 plus years, so it, it's not scary because we're used to it. But that's a pretty scary looking design for a character. Pe people talk about that, like, you know, who were there at the beginning and seeing the cover with Spider-Man and the, um, the, the lizard and like, where's the good guy? Yeah. <laughs> you know? 
I can see it, and I wonder if that's just something Stan Lee recognized and was like, or maybe even saw in some of the fan mail. That I mean, that's just part of Marvel. It's in this that these are kind of like they're horror heroes. We take them for granted, yeah, the underoos and all that, but they're horror heroes. He's Spider Man. Spiders are creepy. The, How the thing, you know? iconic Hulk. is that first panel? Oh, sure. That's what I'm talking about, man. That's that's the classic J.R. John Romita. <laughs> J.R.S.R. <laughs> J.R.S.R. J.R. Nothing. So, you lay out all the bullshit that the character has to deal with, man. Right. Girl problems, Aunt May problems, health scheduling, classroom issues, his grades are slipping. Uh, he, he does have a Betty and Veronica in the mm -hmm. form of Gwen Stacy and Mary J. So, so we can't cry about him too much. And he rides a motorcycle at the height of like Peter Fonda, Dennis Hopper. Yeah, the the motorcycle, if you read like all these issues, the motorcycle is this like ongoing, uh, you know, soap opera, you know, <laughs> of the motor. It's a very important character that kind of gets forgotten. The character evolves a, a bunch from from like where we left him with with the Ditko stuff. Yeah. That 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 is that is for sure, man. And so here's kind of the beginning of some of the Dark Knight Returns stuff. Like you always think of Dr. Volper in oh, Dark Knight yeah. Returns, and it's like, okay, he's like got the Hitler mustache or whatever, but well, reading this, I was like, wait, he's J. Jonah Jameson. He's going on the TV talking about what a menace Batman is, and think about all the issues where like J. Jonah Jameson teams up with and facilitates villains, yes. you know, in it and stuff, and it's like, that's what that's what Miller's drawing from. This, this I'm sure, was a very important comic to Miller as a kid, so you got faces on TV screaming about what a menace with like a graphic in the background that the superhero is. Yeah, so we will we'll, we'll embark upon our uh, superhero retirement in a minute. But first, the videos are brought to you by the comic books that we make. Uh, Tom Shioli, guest host in the house, man, is Fantastic Four Grand Design in the wild. Jack Kirby, Epic Life of the King of Comics is out there. Uh, some of the newest work that Tom has on the stands, and he's working on a pretty cool secret project that we will unveil uh, sooner than later. Jimmy has Hulk, Grand Design, Monster and Madness on the stands right now today, and it's going to get that Treasury Edition treatment in early 2023. And if you missed out on that first printing of Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, you're in luck because the reprint is now in stores and you have no excuse. Get your hands on it. It's all the Image Comics versions of Street Angel out there, plus a lot of extra material that you won't find anywhere else. And Red Room Trigger Warnings, Red Room the Anti-Social Network, uh, two trade paperbacks uh, that are completely self-contained of my latest efforts. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game. If you see any of these, scoop it up, give it a shot. You don't need both to get uh, full stories, but if you do, you get a wider view of the uh, universe. Now that we're done paying the bills, we'll get back to the video. And uh, we are about to get to the, the uh, most epic uh, splash page in a Spider-Man run post Steve Ditko, but Jimmy, you got you're chomping at the this bit. This is here. amazing. This okay. this highlights John Romita's like romance comics background and uh -huh. ability to draw good-looking young people, very expressive, very and much. the beads of sweat. You know, <laughs> like it's not common in these uh, in these Marvel DC comics of this era to have this kind of like uncomfortable drawing and stuff. And Tom, you're so right having the TV screens on in terms yeah. of a Dark Knight piece because I always think you know Chaikin does that before before Miller, but here we see John Romita and Stan Lee doing it before either of those guys, so and pretty cool. And it's so interesting, it's very bleeding edge because it's so literal, you know, it's like, you you gotta do some of this before you get the idea to have TV screen as panel, panel you yeah. know, like Will Eisner needs to show you how, how that's done. But even look at some of the visual language, like these lines coming across, the that's, in, that's in the, yeah. the interlacing, that's in, in Miller's, you know? 
I think the coloring on this page too. Like this is just an unusual page. Like, sure. Well, they're yeah, doing three something panels. different with a story, you know, to have a page like this. Back in these Silver Age days, man, if you were going to inject a splash page in the middle somewhere, it had to pay off. Mm -hmm. it, it was not, you know, mid '90s speculator comics where it's just like an excuse to draw something fun and cool. It's like you have to earn that page. And you think about the great Steve Ditko sequence pu pushing the, uh, right. the machinery off of. Uh, so here we go and it's a non-action scene like it's very very important story-wise and it's a very striking image but you know your your mind would naturally go to like oh it'll be a scene of somebody like we saw that in the ditko annual where every splash is like spider-man punching somebody right, right. you know yeah but yeah. this is spider-man hanging it up in the rain in sort of like an eisnerian rain like like uh you know miller's batman and even with parker facing away from the camera an unusual choice absolutely man yeah 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 like because like the salesmanship is a, this is more important than him just going oh i'm so sad mm -hmm. it's like this says everything totally. you, you don't need that facial expression in the garbage great you know? color great color hot yellow on our guy there built with this, that previous page super blue everywhere else and that fire red it is it reminds me so much of death ray and dan Klaus. absolutely mm -hmm. like this is a different tone than than almost any Marvel co comic I've read from this era. Totally. Yeah, De Death Ray was like Klaus doing his Spider-Man, you know. For sure. And um, so... Now we're going to accelerate time. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like, a, what's a world without Spider-Man? You know, what what is that? And, you know, it's like, you know, like Batman, he sort of hangs up as... He, he, because his other self is causing, like, too much damage in the world. And the way it's lined up, like, if, if I were retelling this... Instead, like it's him watching TV where he finally decides to give up. I think it should be the reverse. I think it should be the TV and then finding out that Aunt May has been suffering because he's a, like, make it personal, make the stakes personal before right. he hangs it up. Yeah, yeah, because because it almost this could be a tantrum. You yeah. know, like we've seen him go through mm -hmm. the stuff that he's gone through 50 issues and mm -hmm. then the last straw is somebody cutting promos on him and he's like, fine, I just won't be Spider Man anymore. Mm -hmm. But you're right, if you flipped it around, and you get the TV stuff, and he's like laughs that off. But then he has a real life issue. Yeah. Then uh, that does increase the power of that for sure. This is a great Stan Lee ism. The little kid that brings in the Spider Man. <laughs> Jameson's so excited, man. He's a kid at Christmas, and he's like, "Get you! You do deserve a reward, kid. Give him a free copy of the Daily Bugle." <laughs> he's like, "That's a reward." And then the caption, even alas, we will never know whether our disillusioned youngster ever took his free copy or not. <laughs> Kind of a montage sequence, man, mm -hmm. of, of of the bifurcation of the crowd and uh, what they think on Spider-Man being through. Dude, these pa this paper's so chunky that like <laughs> I, I keep like yeah. right thinking there's something in between. So then here's another piece of Dark Knight Returns. He goes on the Johnny Carson show. This right. is the current show of the day in Dark Knight. He goes on the David Letterman show. It's like the but he goes on there with the costume. Ed McMahon is uh, modeling it. There's Johnny with with dark hair, and you got your magazine. Yeah, I don't know what show, show that's supposed to be. Like, I, I'm sure there's some. I think you know, it's probably the like that, yeah, 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 like that Mike Wallace joint. Uh, tw like tw 2020 used to be. There's mm -hmm. like a great like Rod Serling, Mike Wallace talk promoting yeah. Twilight Zone that was sort of like this dude sitting around smoking. <laughs> and I got super excited when I got to this piece because I'm like, of course this could be like the one monthly comic where you get 
50 villains and, and their mm. reaction right. on things, but it doesn't quite go that way. So, like, Stanley saves that for the annual yeah, when that kind of thing goes down. Kind of like Dark Knight Returns, it, it, it becomes just about general street crime. Yeah. It now becomes rampant because nobody has to be afraid of Spider-Man anymore. Now, this is a twist I'd kind of forgotten that's kind of interesting, is, like, Foswell, who was the master plan not the planner he, he he was like some villain from like the early issues yeah. um and then Big he goes he goes he goes straight yeah and he but now he sees this power vacuum and he's thinking about returning to crime and he has this character that he's built it's almost like a uh the way spider-man captures photos uh and brings it to the bugle this guy is able to adorn this this uh, stool pigeon kind of uh attire yeah. and gets a, a deeper inside scoop when he writes his articles for the bugle with with one distracting uh feature or whatever <laughs> right. like uh miller's you don't see this kind of stuff in modern comics either very often where i feel like there's a great energy throughout this page of these supporting characters all doing stuff you know you see that he's not foswell's not fitting in with the uh the mm -hmm. street level criminals and what they have planned and it's visually represented there and you can see that they are interested in this in this new world order that has come about. When you see an image like that, you have to imagine that this old big man Foswell fella must be a vestige of a Steve Ditko he's era. A, yeah, he's a Ditko character. And, and uh, you see when Romita has to do that. Like, he's bring, he's he's a very... He has what he has from his romance days and all of that, but he's got to bring in Kirby and Ditko mm -hmm. and integrate that into his natural style. That's, that's part of why it does become, like, the Marvel style, because it does integrate those yeah. two elements. And And, I mean... I think it's safe to say John Romita is just like a monumentally underrated artist. Like just so great, but he's kind of adjacent to these you're, superstars. You're you know? right. And I, in my mind, he's not underrated because I rate him highly. Right, you rate him highly. But yeah. you are right. Like you don't hear John Romita with Ditko and Kirby. Mm -hmm. Man, he's he's important. He's foundational. Yeah. Yeah. Little montage sequence, man, showing you the upheaval yeah of, crime's going nuts yeah feels like references to say the comics of 10 years prior mm -hmm. totally like you can imagine this being a lev gleason image totally. and kingpin looks good it's a different yeah. kingpin than what we would get years later but man i love those big chunky hands absolutely and this is like what kingpin was before mm -hmm. miller got hold mm -hmm. of it there's that famous uh thing that he says about uh john Byrne told him to just light them differently like yeah. you start off with the ramita kingpin and then when he lights his stogie, it is now a Miller character. Yeah. All the Gwen Stacy, Peter Parker stuff is beautiful. I can yeah. see how fans of the day would have just been in love with her. <laughs> yeah, and, and then leave comics fandom when she dies. Yeah. Look at the two broads, man, that, that, that Pete has to decide on and stuff. Both classy chicks, super fly. All those motorcycle panels I love. <laughs> <laughs> He wears that sweater. It's not on this page, but we've seen it in a couple different scenes already of like that crosshatch sweater. Yeah, it's like a it's like a mohair, you yeah. know? It's it's like the way that uh that John Byrne would do the Wolverine chest hair when he would ink it. <laughs> That's right. And and here's where he's like refusing the call to adventure, you know, yes. when, when Batman's like here seeing the news reports and he's got to switch the channel, and, you know. Yeah, and he almost he almost does it. It'd uh -huh. be like somebody that's muscle lost memory. A limb. Yeah, Vern Gagne at the end <laughs> oh, in the man. old folks home. Not the body slam a guy for for like Miller like with Dark Knight. It's it's almost like a tried and true thing now to like Marvelize DC. If you want to make DC cool, give it some Marvel, and he does it. Like his Batman is the Captain America Man Out of Time. You know, it's he's got all these 
all these Marvel elements that he brings to these sort of like stodgy DC uh, elements. But, you know, watching it on TV and hearing it on the radio is one thing. <laughs> when you see some actual stuff going down, uh, he can't refuse that. There's too much, he has too much baggage associated with that. And that's like the roughest part of Spider-Man 2, which kind of does this, the Spider-Man movie part 2 that kind of does this story, is there's like a scene where Peter Parker does. He hears a guy getting beat up in an alley and just keeps walking, and it's like, yowch. You know? <laughs> but yeah, this is this is a Marvel comic, so he, he you know, anti-hero only goes so far. I read this in the treasure. I mean, the uh, essential. Uh, I don't have a color reprint, mm -hmm. and I had to just imagine that this would be colored properly, like yeah, subduing him in the shadows because he's he's doing the work. I mean, he even has a red shirt on and blue pants. Huh. Uh, and it's just talking about, okay, two hoods, they don't notice me, and the good guy, his face is turned away, he's in shadow, and now this is Existential Crisis 101 right mm -hmm. here. He's at the docks, you know, he's he's fully Marlon Brando at the uh -huh. docks. And he's going back into his, you know, reason for doing all this stuff in the first place. He's kind of tugging at him. Yeah, and, and look at that, the, the clean line Steve Ditko. Mm -hmm. You know, he's looking at his... Amazing Fantasy 15s yeah. <laughs> and shit to, to like figure out how to draw this Uncle Ben. Yeah, always nice to get the reiteration of the of the origin. There it is, dude. Straight Lichtenstein. <laughs> Lichtenstein would make five billion dollars on an image like that. The the other element here that I think Miller kind of took from it, it's it's not in this particular issue, but at this time when you had Captain Stacy. Yeah. And you like don't know if he knows that Peter Parker is Spider Man or not, and that's like the tension through and then you find when he dies you find out that he did know the whole time. That's kinda like how Miller handles um Commissioner Gordon, you know, where it's like, does he know that he's Batman or not? You know, in in, in year one particularly. That is such a great panel again of like this menacing yeah. figure coming down from the top and part in shadows. It's wonderful. And and this is very Ditko-esque, this pose, this leg, and something that you'd see in Frank Miller, and it makes me yeah. wonder, like, where I always associate it with Ditko, but who knows, maybe well, uh, part of part He's of referencing a lot of the images from Amazing Fantasy 15. You could probably find, like, a gawky version of this panel and, like, that I'm ready panel. to draw the yeah. little dot eyes the dot in there eyes, from, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. totally. totally. And, and even this, that, that might, might even be the punch. It's mm -hmm. around this era where uh, Stan Lee, like, really has the his formula down where tie something up and you got to keep you got to keep the gravy train rolling man yeah so like the foswell story is like still going and i don't know how it resolved because i always thought of foswell as like a good guy so i don't know if they kind of he, he sh ends up being good in the end or what but yeah and as you can imagine the way our story ends got your impact shot spidey is back to spite we are back to status quo mm -hmm. it's what you got to do in this old era of comics it almost there is a part of it that really does kind of read like the, uh, the Spidey Daily strip yeah. where like maybe something happens on a Sunday and the whole week's worth of strips is recapping what happened in that Sunday and you add mm -hmm. like one little piece and the, there's almost no momentum. Like a glacial piece. Um, seeing how um, Jameson keeps the Spider-Man costume behind glass in his office makes me think of Batman's uh, yeah. uh, Batcave where he's got like the Robin totally. costume and stuff. It's just like all this little... These little flourishes that, that you can't help but think get like embedded in Miller's head, and maybe even subconsciously as he's telling the Dark Knight story, these little things pop up. It does feel like so many of these panels are they they look iconic. Yeah, you know, and I think it's that Romita style. But mm -hmm. man, they they look. You know, you mentioned Lichtenstein. There's a lot of panels in here that I think you could just pull out and put on a wall. I guess that one part I that I was thinking one. is it's it's not it's, it's not, not in issue. here. Yeah, it was. It must have been another issue where there was like some lady like, hey, Spider Man, he's a punk. 
uh-huh. get, get out of here, blah, blah, blah. And then he, he, he spider webs her face. <laughs> I kind of remember that too. <laughs> that might be in an annual. And this panel, it feels like that'd be right on an action figure package. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even the, the yellow background feels like the, the, the toys of my childhood or something. The side of like a car, a toy, a matchbox where they put like an image from, yeah, from like a, there's a spider car. van. Mm-hmm. The, like the other thing, talking about like Ditko and stuff, it's like Ditko has all this great stuff. What's his weakness? Uh, the people look kind of weird. If, yeah. if you want like a, a beautiful girl, you're not going to get that. If you want a handsome guy, you're not going to get that. In, in a, so it's like, wow, it's Ditko, but with like good looking people. Sure. Like there's a winning formula right there. Yeah, and know? it's the same thing with Kirby. Same with Kirby, exactly. Yeah, smooth off some of those rough edges. You got a commercial you got thing. You got a sexy guy. Man, we'll have to do more stuff out of this Folio edition. It's, it's got some some key comics. Yeah, like, some nice stuff. Go right into Steranko, please, man. We got it. We got to do that stuff. But let's get the heck out of here. You okay. good? You good? That's a nice yeah. book. It, it, like I said, first time seeing it. It's a really beautiful. Even the cover, I like the texture. Yeah, and, and it, it's, it's got nice. a big box that it's the silver age so it has this big silver box that it comes in and then it, it came with like a little uh fantastic four number one replica i just bought a uh facsimile copy you know like with the silver the silver border uh marvel reprint of uh fantastic four five first appearance of dr doom yeah. and in the letters page there's a roy thomas, a roy thomas letter. letter yeah yeah just from fandom anyhow let's get the heck out of here k favors like follow subscribe to the youtube channel hit the bell We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, tell the people what's up. Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, back in print after almost a year from Image Comics, collecting eight complete stories there of the uh, homeless ninja on a skateboard, perfect for any comics fan, especially a superhero or Spider-Man fan, and Hulk Grand Design, Monster Madness, two uh, 40-page issues retelling the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk are in stores now with an oversized treasury edition coming first of next year. You can pre-order that now wherever you buy comics and join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see lots more of my work. Talking about treasury editions. Yeah, we got the Fantastic Four Grand Design treasury edition. Um, I also have the Total Recall Show channel where every Thursday I'm reading an issue of Thor going through the whole series. And uh, we got Jack Kirby, The Epic Life of the King of Comics. And it's also October is Jacktober. Um, I have a, a series of drawing prompts, Jack Kirby related drawing prompts for every day of the month and, and a wild card too. <laughs> <laughs> and check out my Patreon. Go to patreon.com, search Tom Scholey. There should be Spider Man since it's Jacktober, you know, the Spider Man. Whip. <laughs> Red Room, the anti-social network and Red Room trigger warnings. Murder on the dark web for fun and profit is the name of the game, and both of these collections completely self-contained. They, they each contain four full stories. Uh, if you see one of these books in the wild, scoop it up no matter which one. If you dig it, grab the other. Uh, you can go to my Patreon today. Uh, for three bucks, you get the archive, which is all of this material, plus the stuff uh, that is going to come out in 2023. Uh, is being serialized right now. Three bucks. Can't beat it. More than 300 pages worth of stuff. What else do we have out there, Jimmy? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, fanny packs at the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders, Jimmy. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.